0: Before you say anything, I know, it's been two weeks since the last podcast. What can I say? I'm sorry. But hey, we're here now, we're all friends, I hope, and we have a brand new episode for you. Welcome to the Hiker Podcast. I'm your host, Owen Hamilton. Our interview this week is with Alice Mill hiker, or should I say tramper, from New Zealand. I'd meant to do a full episode on New Zealand, like a New Zealand special, uh, but it just never came to be. So this interview is shorter than usual, uh, but it's a good one. Well, we'll go into that in a moment. I just wanted to give you a quick update on us. What's happening with hiker? So not to excuse my tardiness, but the last couple of weeks have been pretty wild in the world of hiker. As some of you might know, we are deep in development mode for the next generation of Hiker. Uh, This means that we're bringing a whole new set of features and functionality to our apps and to our website. So we've been developing, testing, breaking and testing just to make sure that we get the best possible tool for all hikers around the world. I don't want to spoil things too much yet, but if you want to get a sneak peek at what's coming to Hiker this spring, head over to Hiker.com. A, dot app forward slash beta so that's www.hiker h-i-i-k-e-r dot app a-p-p forward slash beta b-e-t-a and sign up to the pre-release of hiker 2.0 or in our eyes 4.0 but who's counting We've a limited number of spaces on this program. I think we're just over half full right now. So make sure you head over quick and get your spot. You'll get an email with some info about the program. and Then once there's a release, you'll get early releases of the new app and you'll get to try it out before anybody else. As well as that, we've been working on some pretty big partnerships with trail and trail related organizations around the world. We'll have more on these in the coming weeks, but this is really exciting we'll both be able to help trail organizations to keep developing the trails that we all love and provide the best information to you, our users. If you're hitting the trails this year, why don't you check out Hiker Pro? You can plan out your own itinerary and download your maps offline. You'll also have access to over 5,000 verified trails around the world, and that number is growing every day. For listeners of this podcast, of course, we have a special discount use podcast at checkout and you'll save up to 25%. Now, our interview. Alice is a self-confessed adventurer. She writes a great blog about her news and trips uh, over on her website, which I'll link in the show notes. And she's also contributed a number of of blogs to Hiker. You can go check them out on our our blog. It's blog.hiker.app. Her photography is just amazing. In the interview, Alice takes us through her adventures and uh, a bit of tramping culture in New Zealand. I had a great time talking to Alice and I love following her on social media media and reading her blog. The desire to go to New Zealand and see those spectacular views for myself grows every time she posts. So with that, enjoy my interview with Alice Mill. Yeah, so
1: I'm Alice. I'm a kiwi that grew up here um i live down in southland which is the very bottom of the south island of new zealand and in vicago um i grew up on a sheep farm and my family were really into what we call tramping which is hiking um so i was exposed to it from quite a young age and then took a break over uni and then i've gotten back into it as an adult now
2: yeah um so hiking or tramping has just been in your life from a very early age your parents would have hiked and tramped and you know would have would have gone through the generations
1: yeah my um mum did a bit of mountaineering and then my dad they both met on a ski field working on a ski field so they've been pretty adventurous so it was kind of unavoidable I guess
2: yeah and has there been a kind of a, a huge growth in in tramping in New Zealand or has this just been the culture over there for for years
1: no, I've definitely seen an increase in the probably the last like five-ish years. Mm. Um, I think social media has probably got a bit to do with that. People are seeing something that they might not have found accessible before and they're getting out and doing it because it looks amazing. Yeah. I think it has definitely, there's definitely been a culture of tramping in New Zealand for a long time. Like we have a long history of tramping clubs and things like that, which will sound weird for people who don't call it tramping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there has always been a really core group of people that go tramping or hiking. But I think that that's been growing as people are becoming more aware of it and it's becoming a bit more accessible through social media and channels.
2: Yeah. Cause it does it, it, the culture there of the, of hots that, that, uh, that obviously you have, um, which is not, it's not uncommon, like you see it in, in other countries. They have it, you know, in uh France, they have the Jits, in, in in Scotland, you have your botties and like this, you know, it's very kind of similar things that you'll see around the world in, in different forms. But I think I I, I might get uh, some backlash for saying this, but but I think New Zealand kind of do it the best, you know, the way that the, it's upkept, you know, the, the the culture that you have about it, the the um the infrastructure that's there is just it's from from at least from the outside i I don't have feet on the ground experience but from the people that i've spoken to they kind of say that this is the this is where it's at
1: yeah i i haven't actually tramped or hiked um overseas too much like i've Mm. been to the states and europe and australia but we've only ever done like at most overnighters there Mm. um so i'm not also speaking too much from experience but the experience i do have is from meeting a lot of international travelers prior to the past two years um in the hearts and a lot of them say the same thing in that they relatively well kept huts um, we've got the funding for that through the Department of Conservation um and then also on top of that there's just so many of them so in other places there might be a hut and a tent most of the time a wild camp whereas in New Zealand depending on your preference but most of the time a lot of people tend to stay in the huts as opposed to camping although it is an option in most places
2: yeah, yeah. Or at least, you know, you can camp at the hut. you know, there's the, yeah. the, the options just to kind of stay nearby, you know, if it's if it's booked out, you can stay nearby and you have that, that facility there. Um, it, it, I suppose on on your experience, though, what is there any kind of particular hike or trail or tramp that you've done that kind of sticks out as, you know, this is the this is the pinnacle of, of tramping in New Zealand?
1: Um, I mean, there's so many, I find it hard to choose, but um, we did, I just had a week off. Yeah, just remember, they're all listening. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Um, I think for me, again, it's probably a cliche, but it's just, there's something about it that just tugs my heartstrings, but um, the Rootburn Track, which is one of Mm. our Great Walks, so at the moment, I believe there's nine, I think, but we're going to be adding to that, so the Great Walks are just a department conservation kind of tourism Push where they're really well maintained they're really good tracks they're amazing huts um and in the season so during summer which is october for us through to april kind of season so over christmas um they've got gas they've got flush toilets like they're very luxurious compared to most <laughs> huts that just have pit toilets and just running water if you're lucky um, but the root burners is, is one of the best ones it's just gorgeous you've got the rainforest you've got the wildlife You've got the mountains, you've got the snow, you've got an alpine lake, um, waterfalls. There's just a little bit of everything. So I think it's quite a good taster of what lots of tramping in New Zealand is like. Mm. So it's a three-day, two-night um, with different huts and campsites as an option. So yeah, we did an alternative to it off the beaten track last week. And it just kind of, I hadn't been in the valley for a long time and it just reignited my kind of love of the routeburn.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I... And, and... I suppose the great thing about New Zealand as well, similar to Ireland and UK to a degree, is that you know, it's not a huge country. It is big and you know it will take you some amount of time to drive from one side of the island to the other, uh, but it's all kind of relatively close, especially on the South Island.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've lived in both the North Island and the South Island now. Um, and yeah, the North Island is, does feel a lot smaller. You can drive, like you say, from east to west, in a day, it's a big day, but you could do it in a day, crossing Mm -hmm. this what we call the Southern Alps, which is just our spine of mountains in the Southern Island and South Island. Um, In the North Island, it does feel a little bit bigger. There's a lot more people. There's more farmland in cities as opposed to wilderness, whereas the South Island, I don't know the percentages, but there's a big chunk of just uninhabited land that you can explore.
2: And with, uh, with, with long distance hiking, like you have tramps and these great walks, is there is there any other hikes that you've done you know long distance hikes that you've done
1: yeah so I tend to do probably like one to four nights um I haven't done anything too crazy although I'm wanting to build up to that um there's definitely hikes out there that are a lot longer so the TA or the Te Araroa trail is like the length of New Zealand so it's a through hiking um tramp which normally takes two to three months to complete um There's a few on Stewart Island as well. There's a 10 or 12 day hike there that I would love to do, which will involve a little bit of resupply from boats and the dusky track as well, um, which I know is on the app. That's, that's an amazing one as well, which I have yet to do. Um, So we've got a little bit of everything from lots of short day hikes to lots of overnighters. And I think the hut network really contributes to that because you can do an overnighter or you can extend it as much as you want and link up a few different huts through the network.
2: Yeah, it it just sounds like, you know, a a lot of people that I have on this show and um, even me, you know, you have this wish list of trails that you want to do all around the world. And for everybody, there's at least one trail that's in New Zealand, at at least one. Like on mine, I probably have about 20 um, (laughs) that I I want to do over there. And you, you could live there and, you know, every single one of your trails on your bucket list could be in New Zealand like it, it really kind of looks like that like are, do you have any trails internationally that you would look at as, as your bucket list
1: yes definitely um prior to this we were wanting to go to Tasmania and take off a few there because it's a lot closer than it is for a lot of people and it's mm. like New Zealand it's a bit out of the way and a bit harder to access um so we we're wanting to spend a few weeks there and do cradle mountain and a few of those kinds of trips um I was also really wanting to go to Chile and Peru so I've got um, uh, an exchange sister who lives now in Santiago um, and doing a few there in Patagonia like I know it's cliche but it just looks amazing um, yeah the same in Canada and I also lived in France for a little bit but didn't actually do any hiking when I was there because I was younger so I would love to go back mm-hmm. um, and then into Italy into the Dolomites like all those really cliched going I mean the reason that they're so cliched as they're all, all over social media at the moment
2: yeah yeah absolutely and
1: that's how I know about them
2: yeah yeah uh it, 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 it social media has been obviously great for us for hiker you know it's it's growing and, and growing the business and, and growing the awareness of all these amazing trails that are around the world but it's just it's uh, it's crippling my bank account because I'm just looking at all these places that I want to go um yeah. but um I noticed that you didn't say uh Ireland is on that list. Uh is there, is there something wrong there? <laughs>
1: no, no, I just I think because is a kiwi. I don't know. I think I've I've like I said, I've visited England before, but um it hasn't it feels too close to home, I think. So when I'm looking at traveling I want to be going somewhere a bit exotic, like um I get somewhere.
2: you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it it's um you know uh, as much as I love hiking here it's it's great the hiking here is fantastic but like my bucket list hike, hikes are not in Ireland like there are hikes that I want to do in Ireland but they're not my bucket list hikes I want to go and do yeah. Tour de Mont Blanc I want to go and do the yeah. uh, the the Milford Track I want to go and do like all these amazing hikes around the world so yeah um it wouldn't be the same. So, what
1: were your bucket list hikes for New Zealand? Then, what's top of your list?
2: Milford Track was uh, was definitely on the list. Uh, the Tongariro uh, Alpine Pass um, and uh, the Rotor is it the Roderburn? Roderburn Track
1: oh is that the root burn how do you say root burn it? sorry no. root burn yeah yeah, yeah. I'm yeah.
2: pronouncing it wrong but the root burn was definitely on the list um oh, I
1: think it's quite hard we've got a mixture of various dialects and languages that are thrown into our naming system oh
2: god yeah and, and anyone listens to this show uh for a while will know my <laughs> almost comical attempts at trying to pronounce hey <laughs> I, I think I said it right there but yeah you did uh, awesome okay perfect let's i'll just like snip that and just paste it in on every <laughs> okay. single show so i don't i don't mess it up uh, going forward um but yeah no, the, the the list goes on and then you've got the us hikes as well you've got the continental divide trail the john muir trail is my number one that's that's the one that i want to do i've i've I, I got the chance to hike about 10 15 miles of it uh, when i was in yosemite um a couple of years back and even just that little snip of it just gave me uh, this this yearning to go back and, and do the full thing. Two hundred miles, uh, it, give or take. Yeah. Um, but it goes go over to in Nevada, Nevada, and it just looks absolutely stunning. Um, um, I want to ask you though the, the, the you, you've had this kind of. Uh, um attachment to, to hiking or tramping for, for your entire life but was there any kind of moment where you kind of realized oh this is a big part of my life or was it just always there
1: um I think it was it was a bit of both so it was always there growing up like um my family would often take us like on we were a, a farming family so when the farm was a bit quieter which wasn't always the case but when we could take time away um we'd go for a few days and go for a walk and especially I was closer to Fiordland National Park then. Um, which is, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful national parks in New Zealand. So we would often go and escape into the mountains. Um, As we got older, I was still interested, but my sister wasn't as much um, and we're off doing other things and other priorities. And then when I went to university, um, I had other priorities as well. But coming out of university, I think that's when I really started to appreciate it a little bit more again. So I've always had it. And then I came back to it as an adult. And I think it was just, an escape from how busy work is um, a fantastic way to improve my like mental and physical health um, just because I now work in a relatively sedentary job in a hospital so even though I'm walking around and seeing patients I that's not the same as if I was going to the gym or other jobs I used to work to get me through uni so there's just so many benefits but yeah the the main reason is just how beautiful our country is and I just feel like you can't live here and not not go out and see it <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's the one of the questions that I was going to ask, but you kind of more or less answered it. Is 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 you know what is hiking to you? And I think you kind of touched on that, but you might elaborate on it. What like how how important is it to you? And and um, I suppose what is it in in your life?
1: Yeah it's pretty freaking important. <laughs> um, yeah I get really sad when there's a weekend where we don't go away or if we'd plan but the weather doesn't. I'm a bit of a fear weather hiker just because the rain um, here can be pretty intense when it does rain. Fieldland's one of the wettest places in the world. Um, so yeah I do. I do notice that I really really miss it if we haven't gone on an adventure in a while and I really enjoyed last week where we did we did three days of hiking but they're quite big days like the first day was something like ridiculous like 11 hours um and then later in the bit we did a day walk on the milford track um as well and that it, yeah i'm still buzzing from that trip a week later so yeah it's pretty important
2: yeah and would you do much hiking by yourself
1: yeah i have done a little bit i don't tend to enjoy it quite as much like i know some people prefer the solitude um i I mean, I haven't done a whole heap, but the ones that I have done that have been overnighters on my own, the best part is meeting the other people in the hut or the yeah. people that I pass. So I'm obviously not <laughs> cut out to be a solo hoker for multi days, but yeah, it's been it's challenging. I think it's a really good challenge and everyone should give it a go. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely do it in the past and uh, the future. Sorry, if it's not going to let me, I'm not going to let it stop me if nobody else is free to come for that weekend. So I would definitely do it. But yeah, my preference is people. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it, and one of the big, big things about solo hiking is the fact that you get to meet those other people. Um, you know, absolutely, groups can bond with other groups, or you know, one person can join onto another group. Um, but when you are that one person, like getting to meet new people, it's 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 another level because you're you're kind of uh, out in the wilderness and you're kind of bonding a little bit more uh, with with a brand new person. Um, I don't know if you know uh, uh, Eleanor Osborne. Uh, she's a fellow Kiwi. She uh, has yes, hikes.
1: She did the TA and all the through hikes. Yeah, so yeah.
2: yeah. So uh, she did. She did the PCT and the the the, the mm. title of her PCT documentary it, uh, is "It is the people." Or um, I, I believe it comes. Hittangita, from
1: the... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: exactly. Uh, the 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 Maori proverb, and it is it is about the people. When you when you do sp- like not all the time but when you do some of these 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 hikes and you're going through the infrastructure like you have in in, in new zealand with the huts you're you're going to meet other people but you're meeting people sharing a like a a, a passion uh you're sharing this love for something uh, and i think that's that's uh that's the one of the huge benefits of solo hiking is it's not just the solitude and getting away from people, but it's it's actually getting to meet those people and, and, and sharing something special. Um,
1: I think I often find that even if I am hiking with a few people, I think that's the the joy about the New Zealand heart system is that I don't know if it's the culture or just the way they're laid out, but often you do hang out with other people, especially mm-hmm. if your group's only like less than five people, you're going to chat with the other people around. Um, it was really cool when there was international visitors visiting so because it's almost like you're traveling away from home as you meet other people from different regions. Um, But yeah, I think it's, there's a lot of camaraderie in the hut. So you get to meet a lot of people, even if you aren't solo hiking, um, Mm -hmm. like playing card games together as a group and sharing different drinks or different foods. Um, Yeah, it is. Again, I haven't stayed in too many huts or refuges or anything overseas, so I can't say there, but yeah, here there is like a, you do get to meet so many cool people when you're out hiking. Mm
2: -hmm. The, the closest thing that we have here is uh, well, you guys have it as well, but the closest thing we have here is is uh, hostels, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of a, it's kind of the same idea. Uh, you just have, but they're in towns, so you don't really have hostels out in the middle of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. We actually used to have a network of of uh, hostels that were along various different long distance hiking routes, uh, but they all unfortunately have closed down um, uh, for reasons that I won't get into here, um, but. The, the, the culture is kind of the same same idea. So if you've been in a hostel, like I'm sure it's kind of the same idea where you go into a kitchen, a busy kitchen, where there's people from all, all walks of life, uh, cooking and drinking and playing games and, and stuff like that. So it's it's a, yeah. a fantastic way to meet people, um, and, mm. uh, to form relationships. Um, another philosophical question, if you don't mind me asking, um, what have you discovered about New Zealand? Um, that you wouldn't have known before hiking, or what have you discovered through hiking about New Zealand that you wouldn't have known before?
1: Um, it's hard to now kind of divorce my tramping or hiking experience from my blog writing experience because I mm. write about the hikes that I do. So I do a lot more research now about the hike and the history and the people involved and why the hut was there and who built the hut, that kind of stuff. Mm so I think that has I've just learned so much from from doing a bit more research which I probably wouldn't have done when I was just going out and visiting it just for myself um a lot more knowledge about like the the native plants and the native birds here because we split if you follow that theory um from Gondwana quite early all of our um our plants and our animals have kind of evolved in isolation so we have all this unique stuff that you don't get elsewhere so like the kia is one of um the world's only mountain alpine parrots um they think it might be one of the most intelligent birds if not the most intelligent and it's so interesting to to get to hang out with them I have a friend who also had the week off last week and was just doing kia conservation work up in the mountains Um, and they're just such smart animals so I think learning a lot more and having a bit of an appreciation of our countryside our plants and our animals has been amazing that I would not have had even growing up on a farm <laughs> would not have had um, prior
2: yeah yeah you, you kind of get a little bit I suppose insulated a little bit when you're when you're not exposed to, to, to these types of things like
1: yeah I mean it's the same everywhere isn't it? it's a bit of a sad story we mm. I think as Kiwis or as New Zealanders we have a bit of appreciation of that already even if you don't hike just because have again this unique position where we have all this native wildlife and plants and then of course the european explorers who were my ancestors came over Mm. and brought a whole heap of nasty things like possums and and goats and all of these awful animals um and they (laughs) they introduced something and then they'd introduce something else to try to combat the thing that was out of control and then they'd have to introduce something else so we have like possums, weasels, ferrets that kill, instead of killing the rabbits that they're meant to do, that they introduce, they're killing all of the native bird life. So I think we've always had a bit of an appreciation of the effects of that, but I think when you're out hiking, you see it a lot more. Um, It's been amazing in the last few years going out and hearing more birdsong, and especially more native birdsong, as the Department of Conservation's kind of plans come to fruition um, regard, it's a bit controversial what they do and how their methods but it is appearing effective.
2: Okay all right um, well I, I won't take you uh, too much time here I know you're on the, on the clock here you want to uh, jump off but it was great having you on and, and, and having a chat and getting your experience of tramping. Uh, I, 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 I might ask you quickly um, why tramping? Do you know where that word
1: from? <laughs> no, I've looked it up and I think it's just one of those ones that's been around so long that there's lots of sources that will tell you where it came from, but they're all contradictory. Um, I think we are starting to use hike um, a lot more just because, again, social media and a lot of tourists mm-hmm. don't understand if we say it tramping or they think it's something entirely different. <laughs> um, but for me, I think it's in New Zealand, often with um, the pressures of, of British English and American English, their terms start to mean different things, like we'll have both terms, but they'll mean slightly different. So for me, tramping is that typical Kiwi, trudging through the bush in the mud, regardless of the weather, multi-day trips, really rough, but amazing terrain. Um, hiking for me is, I'm going on a little bit of a day hike, so it's like yeah. Rose Peak, which is amazing, but you're just walking up in a really easy track
2: yeah yeah no it it it's it's funny how like there's all these uh various different uh variations of the word or uh, different words that are used for the same meaning uh, mm. uh, in in this but in particular like in the u k and a little bit in, in ireland as well uh walking it's 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 you, you, they don't really use hiking 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 would have been used uh, it's more of a mountaineering term so it's actually the other way around whereas you say yeah. hiking as a like a little Jaunt up up a hill, uh, whereas here, like hiking, is like no, this is a serious strenuous hike, and uh, and it's going to take you hours, days, if and uh, um, if not more. And then walking is your general kind of like I'm going for a hike, I'm going for a walk, um, and then in the in the US, well, it's go- going around the world now through hiking. So through hiking is, is, uh, the big term at the moment. And I had a bit of a debate on this show not too long ago about like what constitutes as a through hike is a through hike. You know, do you have to walk the entire Appalachian trail to consider yourself a through hiker or can you walk, you know, a four day hike and call yourself a through hiker? Uh, the, 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 the jury's out on that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go into that debate again. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, I, w- I won't keep you much longer. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on to the, the show and uh, sharing your experience on this. Um, and uh, yeah, we we'll look forward to, to, to following more of your adventures on social media and your blogs as well. I um, will yeah, make yeah, sure that I'll, I'll, me on. I'll make sure that, no problem at all, uh, I'll make sure that I have your your blog information and, and your social media and everything like that in the show notes. Oh, thank you. Check you out. Um, uh, so, Alice, thank you so much that's so good thank
0: you so much cheers good evening. I'll talk get to you off with my day. <laughs> talk to you soon Bye. that's it folks it was a short one but it was a great chat Alice also has a day job which she had to head off to so we were tight for time but that's how it goes in this show we do what we can with the time that we have I hope you enjoyed the show we'll be back next week I promise with another one then happy travels.